your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to. Oh, forgot. Jump the gun, Chagoski. Gotta put this in here. The Chagoski theme song. Nobody can hear. Buck and Bronco. I forget. Broncos. Broncos Bravado. Broncos Bravado. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Dragoski in here as he is with most Fridays. Uh, a lot of news dump stories today. News dumps galore. It's, it's news dump Friday. A little early, too. Like, these shouldn't happen until now. The news dumps should start now, but they started a little earlier About in the day. About an hour early. And maybe they're just maybe they're just on like Eastern time or something like that. Um, we, we've got we've got Michael Gableman, the the Trump supporting Supreme Court retired Supreme Court Justice of Wisconsin, leading an investigation into uh, an election that happened a you know a little couple of years ago almost now. Uh, we got to get to the bottom of that. And uh, he's he's making some headlines like three different times this week. He's made headlines. Uh, the the highlight was that he doesn't know how elections work. Yeah. So he says the other day before the Green Bay Council that he doesn't know how elections work. Like most people, he doesn't know how elections work. So he's the guy doing the investigation. A fair and honest statement. Sure. Yes, most of us. Most I, of us don't know how you elections probably work. know. Do you think you know a little bit better how election? Because I would pretend to know that because I've talked to some of the election clerks. Right. Still, I'm. I'm. I don't know. They're they're pretty complicated. I think election administration is a topic that the vast majority of people do not know about. Right. And Gableman clearly, admittedly, being one of those people. Um. And I don't know where where I where I sit with that. You're in charge of investigating the presidential election that happened a couple of years ago, and in in, in getting to the bottom of of what we've already gotten to the bottom of. But you're starting from scratch because you don't know how elections work. Yeah, he's starting from scratch in terms of his knowledge of how election administration works. So that was story number one with Mike Gableman this week. And then I guess. I'm, you know, I'm jumping to story number three with Nazi propaganda, but there's story number. There was a there was a middle story. Oh, the just calling calling all the the mayors to come testify, and requesting all the 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 paperwork from the clerks and the mayors and the in the big counties because we just need to flip the. If we're going to investigate the election, we only want to investigate the ones that would flip it to for Trump to win because you know everywhere else must have been just totally on the on the. Up and up. Yeah, so he subpoenas mayors and officials from Madison, Racine, Green Bay, Milwaukee, and he says, you need to come to Brookfield next week on the 15th to answer questions and deliver documents concerning how the 2020 election was conducted. And then he backtracks and says, well, actually, you, the officials, don't need to show up. You just give me the documents. And then today he says, no, actually, the officials from those areas do need to show up at, as we talked about last week, Rick, his strip mall office in Brookfield that he shares with a liposuction clinic and a couples therapist. That was the other story, but that was last week. That was last so, week. But that was the, was the uh, I don't know, elections work. That was this week. So in, in a week's time, probably, 
because yeah, his his clinic is his uh, investigation takes place in the same office as a liposuction clinic. He is kind of a heavier guy, so maybe maybe. Um, but he when he requested that those is it mayors or also election clerks come testify. Yeah. He he didn't say way, Rick, like, he didn't say they all had to. He's subpoenaing no. uh, he's subpoenaing like Kenosha, Milwaukee, Green Bay. But then he just then he just went no only a couple of you mayors because he's mad at them so it's kind yeah. of like ven, ven, a vendetta here v for vendetta exactly and he requests literally hundreds of thousands if not millions of pages of documents because what he asks them to produce these five cities he asks them to produce all documents related to the 2020 election now can you imagine? how much that is rick in terms of like pages and pages and pages of documents honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't even know like i don't and you know what michael gableman doesn't know how elections work also doesn't understand that he's going to get 10 billion worth pieces of paper yeah won't he be surprised when a semi pulls up with like a a full of paper will will it literally be does he need the paper copies because this is like brad williams in the newsroom he's got to print off every city council pdf He'll just get one PDF from each county, and it'll be 75,000 pages long. It could be. And Robin Voss has requested that the investigation wraps up by the end of this month. Good luck with that if you're going to just start reviewing like a million pages of documents. Robin Voss has given Michael Gableman an unlimited, unchecked, taxpayer-funded budget. We're at about $700,000 right now. Well, we'll just hire more workers. Yeah. And then that'll that'll increase the budget, but also we're getting people jobs. <laughs> it's job creation, right? Yeah. Hey, we had a bad jobs report today, so this is just helping the situation. Yeah, where is, you know, that was another thing I kind of, I didn't dig too deep into this, but we got rid of the unemployment benefits, therefore forcing people back to work because they can't live on the government teat anymore with the extra $300 a week. So I would assume that the unemployment rate, you know, even though it's been pretty steady for even throughout the pandemic, there was obviously right when the pandemic hit. But we've kind of leveled off to pre-pandemic unemployment numbers uh, even before the unemployment benefits ended. But um, so everyone's back to work. Unemployment should be at like zero percent, right? (laughs) Unemployment did tick down from 5.2 percent last month to 4.8 percent this month. But the big story was that the U.S. economy only added 194,000 jobs in September, and that was way below what economists had estimated or what people had hoped for. So this ended up being a big miss in terms of what was expected or what was hoped for and the jobs gains that were actually delivered in September. So so it was a rough jobs report, no doubt about that. So in Wisconsin, about a half a percent? Yeah. So... People will people will say, see, the unemployment benefits ending did work up a half percent or down, down a half percent. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but you could also note that 194,000 jobs being added is super underwhelming compared to, like you said, Rick, the total amount of jobs that have been lost in the pandemic and what was expected to happen, which was way more jobs than that being added in September. Um, yeah, but these 194,000 jobs, all tech jobs, $50 an hour jobs, probably just Foxconn ramping up hiring, I think, because <laughs> they're just doing, uh, I'm sure Foxconn has got like all their jobs are probably like $25 an hour. Eric from Sparta hung up. He hung up. All right, Eric, there was your chance. We were going to get you in. All right, we got to take a break. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. The Brewers game 0-0 in the end of the fifth. So we're mm. still a best of five series here. Brewers knotted up. I don't know who's got the better bullpen. The Brewers' best bullpen guy punched a wall. Yeah. After, quote-unquote, celebrating winning the division. But there was a little bit more to that story. I don't know if you ever dig, dug into that. Something about maybe his girlfriend or being mad. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he punched a wall in in, uh, in a moment of rage, not uh, celebration. It doesn't seem like something you would do as a celebration. Yeah, no, I'm not punching a wall. You know what I'm not doing as a baseball as a baseball player? I'm punching a wall ever. Yeah, I don't care how mad I am. I'm never. Why would I punch a wall? How these guys? These guys live in a. Their mindset is in a different echelon than ours because yeah. they're competitive. Maybe their emotions are so heightened. I think, based on what they do, and this is this is how they got to professional sports. But also now you're 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 a place where you can't regulate yourself, and you're punching a wall, even though the the, the hand that you're using to punch it is your you know it's worth of, millions of dollars. Right? That hand. So. He should always be wearing like the the Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld guy where he becomes the hand model and then he just walks around in oven mitts all the time. <laughs> Devin Williams should have been Devin. All the pitchers on on the Brewers should just be wearing oven mitts when they're not playing in the game. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. If you guys want to call, text UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chergoski in here. Um, you could just remind me to say that because I just at this point I take. Uh, you know, what is the word? I, I just like take for granted. There it is that uh, everyone knows that you're in here, but perhaps not. Perhaps not. Uh, if you got political, we got we're talking some politics. There's a police story that's on the Wisdom News website that we want to get into. But number three is calling up. Oh, number three is over here now. Number three. Go ahead. You're on the air. Did you two dudes listen to Hannity and Mr. Trump last night? I read a little bit about did you read this about i read it i don't listen to, number three i've I got better time to, to than to listen to sean hannity better things to do well mr trump was on there talked for 45 minutes <laughs> never goofed up one bit never goofed up nope. you people should listen to him he told me the other night on tv that they were just trying to fill the airplanes with head count they weren't even looking to see who they were putting on the plane. Thought there could be some some terrorists on that airplane. So Donald Trump told you that. Well, that's what they were talking about. All right, Donald. Half of it. And here we listen to the other people out here, and there's no problem with it. They've all been looked at, and everybody's got good papers. Okay, so we're going to go with Donald Trump and not military officials. Well, I'm afraid there might be one or two out of all the thousands. And here's another one that really gets you. We left $83 billion worth of toys over there. You know, tanks, airplanes, helicopters, and guns. Yeah, that that's $83 billion over 20 years worth of equipment that was over there. We didn't well, leave. it's still sitting there. Right, but but it's not but 80. The Russians only spend $50 billion a year on their defenses. We left more than that sitting over there. Well, there's the problem, right? We spend way too much. We Our military budget $750 billion a year. Right. Maybe well, we should, we maybe we should talk about that. Everybody. Now we left all our toys over there. Oh, we, we need to spend $750 billion to protect everybody? That's what we're doing. How does Russia get it done, then? They uh, depend on us. Oh, Russia? 
Okay. Well, ask a stupid question, I'll give you a stupid answer. Well, you just right said there. Russia. You just said Russia spends fifty-four billion a year on military. Yeah, that's what they said. All right. We spend more than that, but the thing is, now they're selling all these guns on the black market. And we think they might come into this country now. All right. Well, I, I mean, if you're going to get your news straight up from Fox, Sean Hannity, and Donald Trump on what the Joe Biden administration is doing, you're obviously going to get a little bit, probably a little skewed, a little bit skewed. The the 83 million, the, the 83 is it billion a billion dollars worth of military equipment that uh, people are touting was left in Afghanistan. Uh, we used 83 billion dollars worth of military equipment over 20 years in Afghanistan. It's not like we. It's not like it accumulated wealth while it was over there. So it's always misconstrued how how we want to look at that. Clearly, we left some stuff over there, and that sucks. And uh, they dismantled all that equipment. But anyway, um, other things. Donald, what did, what else was he saying? Donald Trump did the. Oh, we didn't vet the Afghanistan's, and then it, Donald Trump did go on a tirade about Haitians having AIDS and them them coming to the border. So that was pretty ridiculous. Too. Sounds like a wide ranging interview. <laughs> yeah, just forty five <laughs> minutes, Donald. I wonder if Sean even talked. Uh, I would yeah. say, uh, you know, that's and that's going to grab people's attention because Donald Trump. Is, that's just what he does. He's go, oh, Donald Trump's talking. I want to want to hear what crazy things he's going to say. What what is he going to? Which part is going to make the biggest headlines? So, and you know, I don't know if we should be listening to Donald Trump on uh, Donald Trump or military officials. I I don't know. It's kind of a a weird teeter totter there. Yeah, well, I'll take the word of Lieutenant Colonel Eric Archer at UW Lacrosse, who has just so much compassion for the Afghan evacuees and just talked in such moving detail about their relationships he built with the Afghan people and, and how happy he is that so many of them made it out of a really chaotic situation and are at Fort McCoy. Yeah. And you know, if there's 13,000 people at Fort McCoy, probably a couple of bad apples. Sure. The lacrosse police department took 925 (laughs) calls for service over four days during Oktoberfest. Are we mad that we had 900, you know, and a majority of those calls would have been white people, I'm sure. So, like, the, the, the balance of, you know, a couple of people that have committed crimes out of 13,000, all, you know, kind of in, in, in this weird situation at Fort McCoy, there's going to be stuff that's going to happen. And they're also probably have a little bit of, like, hay, not hay, cabin fever almost or something like that. Because they're just, yeah. you know, they kinda, they, they're kind of locked up there. Not locked up literally, but... Rick, I'm not going to be concerned until they try to steal a light pole at Fort McCoy. Then I'll be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I this this is a weird story that's part of it's on wisdomnews.com if you want to and I I haven't open records requested the rest of the story I probably should looking at uh, so I were, just need as much information as possible about this. Couple hit and runs. One hit and run ended up the guy hit a car, hit some damage. During the Oktoberfest weekend, and then I think the sheriff's department pulled him over on I-90 later, second OWI. So there's that one. And then the second hit and run was somebody hit a light pole. I don't know if they caught the person that hit the light pole, but they had to go fix or 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 just you know turn off the electricity to the light pole because there were right. some exposed wires. Got that under control, fine. Well, later in the night, apparently somebody came or some people came to steal the light pole. Let's take the light pole. Yeah, and I don't know if this is uh, automatically your head goes to all oh, these college kids drunk off Oktoberfest, walking home. At least they're walking, see <laughs> a light pole and decide, hey, this is a good idea. This light pole is just lying here. Let's take it. Right. That's where you probably would go first. 
well, it's the logical thing to do, right? You see a light pole sitting there. Why not take it? Well, yes, because you know that's you, you see it when when the the Bucks win the championship and or or a, a team wins a championship, you're going to go you know tear down the goalpost or you're going to go uh, you know j- jump on top of cars, flip cars over, take light poles. That's so that's where we go right away. We think but, I think they were celebrating UW Lacrosse's victory over River Falls last week <laughs> in football. What they were doing. <laughs> I think what I think it was a, it was somebody like number three. Walking home, maybe just taking the dog for a walk. Some, you know, just like a 50, 60, 70 year old homeowner. Uh, and he saw a light pole lying in the street and thought, you know what? That would look good in my yard. I need a light pole to light up my driveway. And then he just grabbed it and started dragging it down. It's just one old guy and he was just going to take it home. Could be a nice accessory for your front yard. Well, if, if you don't have a light pole and one's just lying in the road. Nobody's nobody seems to have put any maybe like the yellow tape around it or there isn't anybody, you know, it's just, oh, this maybe somebody just set it out by the side of the road for the garbage to pick up. And I'm just going to take it home and set it up in my in my driveway. And then, uh, you know, what's great? A light pole in your driveway. Great for shooting baskets at night. Ask my neighbors. All growing up, midnight, Rick's out playing basketball because we had a nice light pole out there. So you're saying they were justified in trying to take the light pole? Yeah, I mean, if there's a light pole just lying on the side of the road, I'm I'm going to take it. And if nothing else, <laughs> I can recycle it. Maybe it's probably made of aluminum. That's got to be 25 cents a pound <laughs> aluminum right now. Aluminum's like one of the, you know, on I think uh, getting a pretty good price per pound for recycling. Um, all right, so yeah, that's just one of the many of the 900, 925 calls for service. I have no idea... You know, it would have been nice is if they would have, A, compared it to past Oktoberfest. Right. And I don't know if they have all these. I'm just asking a lot of the police to just, hey, can you do all this research for well, me? We need, we need Brad to give us the history of yeah. light, light pole theft in lacrosse. Well, light pole theft. But <laughs> also then, on a, what's, a, what's a typical weekend for calls over four, over a four-day period? Because it's probably not 925. It's probably no. not. And then they gave out 160, or 106 tickets. During Oktoberfest, what do you think? And do you know the answer? Because if you know the answer, but percentage-wise, seventy percent of those tickets were uh, underage drinking. Underage drinking, yep. Underage drinking. Yep. And then eight people were jailed, and uh, so and one of them was and fighting. Some of fighting those were the doing; guy. they were doing their business in public, right? Some of those. Oh, the well, not. I don't think you're getting jailed for that. So. No, you get a ticket though. You're, you're getting a ticket. Well, you know what? They have all the tickets. I don't know. In Indecent- Oh yeah, there you go. Ten of those. So, I mean, but but you could double up some of these, right? If I'm getting an underage drinking ticket, how did I get caught? Probably because I'm peeing in the alley. <laughs> so, of the 70 underage drinking it's tickets. kind of a giveaway. Under this, of the 70 underage drinking tickets, 10 of those could also have been your public urination tickets. So, there is some double up here. So, I don't know. Um, it's all you could break. We've it's all broken down thanks to the Lacrosse Police Department at WisdomNews.com. All right, we got to get one more news break. Scott's comment coming up. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. The Braves and the Brewers, bottom of six, tied zero zero. Are the starters still in? Charlie Morton still pitching. Corbin Burns still pitching. It was like two of the best pitchers. In the league right now, uh, both we've got uh, ooh, a lot of walks for Burns, three walks. Uh, Charlie Morton's got nine strikeouts in, in five and a third innings. Corbin Burns, six strikeouts in six innings, both giving up two hits. Uh, baseball, not my favorite sport. 
well, and this is why because it's. <laughs> I was just going to ask: Would you prefer zero uh, zero low scoring pitchers duel or just home run bonanza high scoring? Everyone's everyone's putting up like ten or fifteen runs. Yeah, we need touchdown like scores. We need fourteen I'm to twenty football NFL football type scores. I'm with you. I'm a. Uh, uh, even even NFL games, if they're defensive, I'm like, eh. that's why I'm just kind of an NBA guy, and and that's it. Like I don't really even pay attention to the other they, sports. The scoring in the NBA is just off the charts at this point. It's good. It, it's kind of fun to watch. It's super funny too because it's like that's because they don't play any defense in the NBA like college basketball, and it's like, um, eh, it's probably because they play. The athletes are so ridiculous in the NBA. They're really and, good, and they all just skip college basketball. They just right. don't play. And all you get all the basic people in college basketball now, which is always funny because people love college basketball, and that's fine. But you're getting like a, a lower tier. It's it's it basically what like watching AAA or AA baseball at this point. Yeah. Um. All right. So there's there's our sports tangent. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Um, what other, you know, there was, there, I did send you some of those weird stories, Tregoski. You're going to actually probably, here, I can get to them. Uh, you know, we could talk about the Michael Gableman thing. I mean, he's, it's it's a little bit ridiculous where we're at with an election investigation. And now Robin Voss has been ordered by a judge to turn over the election probe papers. So that's new. That's new news today. Uh, I, what will that, we'll just, that it's a federal judge. So we'll go to the next judge. We'll fight that. Yeah, you know, these things get tied up in court. And, you know, when it comes to Michael Gableman, there are just some basic questions about what the goal of the investigation even is. He has focused in on some private funding that came from the Zuckerbergs, the the, right. the Facebook couple. Uh, he's focused on some funding that came in from the Zuckerbergs to help with election administration in certain municipalities in Wisconsin. So it seems like that's where he's going with the investigation as opposed to let's find the voter fraud and right. overturn the election. Well, it's optically, if you want to ramp up the base and you can't find any voter fraud you, and you want to keep this going, just point to Zuckerberg. Nobody likes Zuckerberg. Nobody I think that's like world. bipartisan at this point. Yeah. Like no one on either side likes Mark Zuckerberg. Everybody's on Facebook every what at least once an hour every day of their their lives unless they're sleeping. And even when they're sleeping, I think you get up, I got to go pee, I'm going to turn on Facebook, <laughs> sit on the toilet a minute and then go back. And uh, so every, but also everybody hates Mark Zuckerberg. So you know, yeah. how do I how do I keep this ele- election investigation going? Say Mark Zuckerberg gave money to the Democrats to flip votes for Joe Biden. Just I mean, he's not saying that, but that's the that's a conclusion I get when I see my uh, Republican ordered investigation looking at Mark Zuckerberg's paying uh, for Democratic counties to uh, fund elections. It does seem like that's where Gableman's investigation is heading. So we'll just kind of have to see where that turns out. But. You're you're right, Rick. The incredibly weird thing about this whole situation is that no one likes Mark Zuckerberg, but everyone's addicted to his product. Yeah, Facebook and so like, where and does that leave us? Facebook and Instagram and Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah, and WhatsApp probably probably people around here don't don't know what WhatsApp is. It's essentially another way to to text uh, through Wi-Fi and. Uh, it, uh, well, not just through Wi-Fi, but it's a, it's a it's a texting app if you don't have like a Verizon number, a carrier number, something that a lot of people in other countries 
poorer countries use. It's a free texting app that they can use because they don't have a cell phone service provider. So when when that stuff goes down, imagine just not being able to text or call anyone because your your phone system went down. That's what people experienced this week when Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down simultaneously right after a whistleblower uh, came out and said... Yeah, right after the whistleblower. Right after a whistleblower came out and said the most obvious thing that everybody knows all the time, except maybe that we understand a little bit better that Facebook is... What covering up the data that they have on uh, just like hate filled, uh, hate filled posts and posts that that show. I, I guess they're going after like little gr- impressionable girls in in how they they view their bodies. Those well. were really the two big headlines that Facebook has data internally indicating that Instagram leads to uh, young girls having body image problems. Right, And we know that that's a big problem among the youth. And apparently, internally, Facebook has research showing that Instagram usage makes it worse, contributes to eating disorders, contributes to depression, and that they're essentially covering that data up because they don't want to undermine the product, the Instagram product. They know that Instagram is where the teens and the 20-somethings are going now. The teens and the 20-somethings are not going to Facebook. They're going no. to Instagram and Snapchat. Well, and then on the flip side, all the, you know, all us older folk and retired folk are headed to Facebook to see all the, the, the hate news. And that's where we're at with that. And the story there was that Facebook is essentially addicting people to outrage based on its algorithm. That the things that evoke the most emotional response tend to rise up on people's pages. Essentially saying, have something to complain about? Yeah. It's Lacrosse ba- Talk PM. It's the Lacrosse Talk PM of social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if this show is a social media platform. Yes. And then, you know what? Radio, I mean, we don't we do not do that too much here. I mean, we, we kind of go down some of those wormholes a little bit when it's, you know, if you want to, if you want to be outraged, I mean, we're going to talk about that stuff. But also in Spain, they're going to start banning selling fruits and vegetables in plastic containers and wrappings. Did you know that? Something that we don't have to complain about here. Uh, these couple of news stories that follow this Instagram page. Not not a whole lot of body issues on on what I'm following here, but um, a couple of these good news headlines. Spain is going to start banning selling fruits and vegetables in plastic containers and wrappings. When you see your bananas wrapped up in plastic, I just don't buy those bananas. Or, no. or, or when you like, I don't know if we're bagging watermelons. That would be really funny. But it is kind of funny. Hey, we, fruits, vegetables—they're already kind of wrapped. We don't really need to put them in plastic. <laughs> um, another one. Another one of these good news stories: a Dutch supermarket has opened chat registers. For lonely customers who want to talk, I don't know what I, how how I feel about this. I'm at the register. I'm just like a, a like a lonely old man. Don't have anyone to talk to. I don't get to talk to the cash register. How? Do, what? What kinds of things might you talk about? Like had a lot of, had a lot of money today. <laughs> what, am I going to complain to the chat yeah. register? You know what I saw on Facebook? Yeah. Donald Trump said that <laughs> Haitians are coming. On, you know? You're complaining about the immigrants to the cash register. <laughs> So, yeah, a Dutch supermarket is going to introduce 200 chat registers in stores. Man, the lines at these registers are uh, going to be incredible. Unbearable. It's not even going to work. I mean, I'm just like, and what's going to happen? I'm just, I'm lonely. I need someone to talk to. I'm not going to go to the bar. I'm just going to go buy a pack of gum and talk to the cash <laughs> register. 
I don't know. The initiative announced by the popular supermarket chain Jumbo is meant to combat loneliness. Uh, Jumbo piloted the first register called Kletzkasa in in 2019, received positive reactions from customers. Well, that's good. I mean, but I I don't know. Did it also receive negative reactions from the guy waiting in line behind that? That's like, shut up with your conversation with the machine and let me check out and get on with my day. (laughs) There is this, there is the angle here too. If, if there's five people in line to talk to the lonely chat register, maybe just turn around while you're waiting in line to chat to the other lonely chat register line waiter. Talk with a human being. Yeah, talk to the guy behind you that's yeah. also in line. Or maybe it's a girl. And now you've hit it off and you guys can start a relationship. It's like a singles uh, <laughs> a singles register line uh, hangout or something here. It's coming to Festival Foods. It's going to be one aisle and it's going to be the singles cash register chat aisle. It's got to be integrated with Tinder in some way. <laughs> and then what's this other one? A new pay-what-you-feel grocery store opened in Canada hoping to combat food insecurity. I say combat, weird, combat. Um, uh, so so you're, if more than 35.5 million tons of food are thrown out each year in Canada, but one group in Vancouver is hoping to divert some of that. So the Food Stash Foundation has opened the doors to the rescued food market. So it's it's pay pay what you feel, but it's also we're not getting the the really nice apples. We're getting the one dent at least one dented apple. And I wonder if people will pay more than they normally would. Like I suspect that actually might be the case because you might feel bad about not paying that much for the apple, even if it is a little dented. Yeah, essentially here, the, f- the food is free, I would say. It would allow patrons to shop and pay what they want, which means people can choose whether to donate money to help keep the market running. So, yeah, you go there, you need some food, and then you donate. I mean, how many freeloaders? You're just going straight to hell, right? If you, you're, you're, <laughs> you have a pretty good job, you're making pretty good money, but you go to the free food market to, to take some uh, fresh, fresh vegetables and then you don't make a donation? Oh, you know at the church when they have lunch and there's the free will offering, you know you got to put like a couple bucks in the basket. Well, at least make it look like you're putting a couple or, bucks or, in Or like do the gesture of like I'm reaching into the basket to put money in. Yeah, well, or you just grab a dollar out of there. You, yeah. <laughs> then you're definitely you're, going to hell. You're a little kid and you take a dollar out. I never did that. Um, or or just bring a, bring a couple of coupons or something and put the coupons <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do they still do the offering thing in church? It seems like we would. Seems like one of those things that almost could get canceled. The pressure, but no, they're they're definitely still doing that, right? Where they pass the the plate and you got to put money in it. So my church does not do that okay they have just like credit card only like on their app or their website oh really so you just yeah so does the does the minister the priest during the sermon go make sure you go down to paypal and send us a couple of dollars (laughs) for this sermon today i think what actually works is you can set up a recurring payment sure and so like every week it'll deduct 20 30 bucks from your account and that actually probably works out better for the churches yeah definitely and uh, it's a it's weird but the, the the pressure of having to put money in the plate if you don't have money seems like a weird way for the church to get offerings it and is I'm, super weird and i'm glad that maybe that's that yeah. it would be even weirder when the church just adds a credit card swiper <laughs> to the end of each pew and then when you walk into the pew, you swipe your credit card, and it's just like a $5. It just takes a $5 out of your, your card. It's five bucks. Every time you sit down in the pew. So that, and then that, that forces people not to go to the bathroom because then they, when they come back, they have to swipe again $5.
I uh, I got I, I went to this non-denomination church uh, in Winona at one point, and it, it was like that. We're gonna do this three-part series, and the whole sermon that I listened to was a, it was just guilt tripping me into not into giving ten percent of my salary to this church. Otherwise, I'm going to hell, and I just that was it. I'm, I never went back to that church. It's just the whole guilt trip for money thing just got to me. It was over. Um, all right, let's reset. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Dr. Anthony Tregoski, the UW Lacrosse political science professor. Saw a little bit of a news, and I haven't seen this story yet. Um, and Brad is now saying, try calling me. No, Brad, you have to call us. 2514. There we go. Um, Brad Williams, in the, uh, the, the, the wisdom reporter, celebrating a birthday today i wanted to quiz him on birthday some things. brad birthday brad but um uw madison has a has has come out a story has come out that a majority of the freshman class or all must be the freshman class for the first time in uw madison history less than half of the freshman class is from wisconsin which seems i don't know if that's crazy or not because wisconsin only has so many people Right. And you you have the rest of the world, mm-hmm. essentially, and beyond. You know, I don't know if there's any aliens going to UW Madison, but you have the rest of the population outside of Wisconsin. So there is definitely if that a, alien can play quarterback. They take him. <laughs> they take him in a heartbeat. Uh, th- so there's the definitely it, the the numbers would be skewed towards saying that uh, yeah, everybody, the rest of the population coming to UW Madison should make up a majority of the freshman class, but. Um, also, and I don't know if that's good news or bad. If the, your, your biggest state schools, uh, majority of its freshman class isn't from the state that the state school is in, that sounds to me initially like bad news. It seems like UW Madison and the more regional schools like UW Lacrosse or UW Eau Claire are really moving in different directions on this because the vast majority of our schools, uh, of our students are from Wisconsin, and that's true for all of the regional campuses. I know why Madison is doing this. It's because the out-of-state students pay more. So you just make more money off of the out-of-state students because by being out of state, they have to pay higher tuition as opposed to the residential don't, Wisconsin rate. Don't get fired talking about talking. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking bad about UW system. Um, yeah, I mean, there probably there's probably an angle there where UW Madison is actually recruiting harder to get out of state students to come because of the the money factor. Yeah, to make up for budget cuts by the state government to fund certain things that they want to do to just sort of stay financially powerful and. We, I should mention, too, UW Lacrosse's freshman class, biggest ever, right? Yep. The biggest ever freshman class, I think. Um, About 2,200. Which which is also, seems a, that makes sense to me because we've come out of a pandemic. I would say that a lot of uh, students or a lot of people last year didn't just decided to, I'm going to hold off and not going to go to college because I don't want to go to college and have to sit in my dorm all the time and remote learn. It just doesn't, my nephew had to do this. I'm like, man, you should just probably just stay home for that first you know, semester, first year, go to college next year. So I think a lot of people held over, and now they're coming to school this year, which would make sense that it would be the highest population ever. 
Yeah, we got a huge freshman class at UW Lacrosse, but and like I said, Rick, the vast majority are from Wisconsin, and yeah, we were talking about that. We have, we have kind of mixed feelings about this, right? I mean, we need more people in Wisconsin. We need more young graduates to fuel economic growth, but also the UW system is supposed to serve the people of Wisconsin, and if Wisconsin native students are not going to UW-Madison, then where are they going? Well, they're certainly going to places like UW-Lacrosse. You would also kind of wonder about the financial angle here, like we've talked about, that UW-Madison is taking advantage of people's willingness from out of state to pay higher tuition. I think maybe they're going to Western Tech because I saw Western Tech has an eSports facility. That is pretty sweet. So I, you know what story I'm going to be working on next week? An eSports story at Western Tech. I don't even, I didn't even tell them yet. I just saw a, a Facebook Live video with them on there. Uh, and it wasn't a hate-filled Facebook Live video. It was, it was actually pretty up and upbeat. It was actually fun. happy. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like this weird. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's bad news that the majority of the incoming freshman class at Madison, UW-Madison is from out of state. But it does make you wonder how... Because the the problem, now I don't know if there's a problem, but the, the, the idea here is when you bring these students in, you want them to stay in the state. Hey, we want to educate you, and then we want you smarty pants to stay here, get jobs in the state, right. and therefore you just kind of you raise the level of integrity in the state because you have the, you know essentially college-educated people, smarter people here working and living. Yeah, I think that that is the potential positive of this development, that if you can get young people from out of state to come to Madison and they end up staying here and working here and starting families here and helping to grow the economy, then I think this is a really positive development for sure. Yeah, and then there's there must be studies out there that find out, hey, where did you where did you guys go after you graduated Madison? I mean And by and large they do stay in Wisconsin. Yeah, that seems that seems like good news. Okay. Um, we've got a couple of minutes. Do you want to just do have something to complain about news with, I don't know if we want to complain about this, but, um, Ron Johnson always seems to be in the news and he hasn't announced he's running for Senate yet. And I haven't even thrown this at you, but with his, his, his stance on COVID, his conspiracy theories on just about everything except the election, right? Like he's kind of, he's kind of figured out, Hey, you know what? The election was good. We need to move on from that. I mean, that's the one place yeah, where he, he noted that Republican candidates down the ballot for Congress and state legislature got more votes than Donald Trump did. Yeah. So it doesn't, so he's, but he's always making a, a, a headline. It seems in one way, shape or form. Right. Is this a, this is a strategy, right? For his ev- in, eventual saying he's going to run for Senate again, because wh- why would you, why would you create all these headlines for yourself if you're not going to – you want to keep yourself in the news, the same as Donald Trump, right? Like he wants to keep himself in the news. You want to make all these headlines because you're going to keep – you're going to run. Absolutely. My working assumption is that Ron Johnson is going to run, and that will be my assumption until I hear otherwise. I'm going to go – I'm going to open the AP Wisconsin pages here real quick because it's Friday. It's past 5 o'clock. Chergosky just made a blanket statement that Ron Johnson's going to run for Senate. <laughs> and I'm just going to see no no headlines here from the AP that says Ron Johnson has bowed out of the race or something. It was just that would have been the perfect time for it to it come up. It would have. Yeah. Ron Johnson not running or Ron Johnson is running for Congress. I was hoping to get Brad birthday Brad Williams to call in today because uh it's it's his birthday. And so Brad has this unique talent of 
he's a he's a unique memory and the 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 talent that we exploit all the time is he can recall things that happen on any you know on this day in 1940 and stuff like that and being his birthday I wanted to get him on and have him tell us all the super fun facts that have happened in history on his birthday because of all the days that he would know today would be the day and of course his track phone isn't working <laughs> I'm sure Brad has an encyclopedic knowledge of October 8th. Yeah, definitely. So I'm sorry, Brad, we couldn't get you on on your birthday because your phone's not working. Did we did we, did we hit all the topics that I got like a minute here and I don't know. I mean, we covered the, 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 the lacrosse police calls, 900 plus calls, 100 tickets. The light bulb still stands. <laughs> the, the, the 100 tickets given out for uh, during Oktoberfest, 70% of those for for, uh, I was going to say public urination, which would be incredible, but for underage drinking, yeah. 10 for public urination. And um, the biggest part of that that whole write-up is probably that uh, a hit-and-run ran into a light pole, knocked it down, crews came and fixed the wiring so it wasn't a hazard anymore, and then more crews came later, as in probably booze crews, <laughs> to come and steal the light pole and and the the police just left it at that. I think they're like, hey, if you want more information, Wisdom News, you're gonna have to come get it because we're not gonna go down any more alleys with this uh, light pole because the light pole probably was going down an alley. We got to find out where this light pole is. I really need more details about this story. All right, stay tuned next week. We even had blue baby news uh, this week at WisdomNews.com. Uh, it sounds like this is a. Did we even do blue baby talk ever in the past month? I don't know that we have. We maybe maybe right when it was vandalized, but we haven't really done any blue baby talk. But there is. It sounds like some artists want to fix blue baby, and that's you know another good news story. Yeah. For, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's bad news stories for, for people listening because they don't like Blue Baby. Hatched Baby, I should say. Um, all right, man. Thanks a lot for, for joining me. Thanks, Rick. All right. See you guys. Have a good weekend.